This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back. We're talking about failing schools, the so-called ISIS bride, and Democrats on Twitter. I'm Mike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. When Alabama refers each year to failing schools based on testing, there are some issues people have had with the word failing. And according to a story by AL.com's Tricia Powell Crane, you can add the governor to that list. Now, it's not just about bad feelings. As State Superintendent Eric Mackey said, the big problem with the label is that it makes it hard to recruit high-quality principals and teachers to those schools. And that's understandable. Y'all come work for us at our failing school. It also may or may not be accurate. Originally, according to the 2013 Alabama Accountability Act, your school was a failing school based on how it had performed on the state report card, which grades all schools. Now, if your school got an F or D's three years in a row, it was labeled failing. Now, since then, they've redefined that threshold. For you baseball fans, we'll call it a Mendoza line. They define the unenvied group as the lowest 6% of schools as measured by the percentage of their students who are proficient on the past spring standardized testing. So now you're judged relative to how other schools perform. Now follow me on this, but for example, you could have a school improve enough to barely emerge from the failing list by leapfrogging another school that also improved, but just not as much. So that other school was not failing one year, it is improved, but now it's considered failing. All right, now during a school board work session in Montgomery, Alabama Governor Kay Ivey addressed Deputy Superintendent Daniel Boyd about the label. She said, Dr. Boyd, is it reasonable to consider changing? I know the law says you have to identify the bottom 6%. Can we call them something besides failing? Trish reports that the room full of educators erupted in applause. Now, I mentioned Mackey, the state superintendent, agrees that a change is needed. He also said he doesn't like the idea of always requiring there be a group of failing schools. He said if they have a benchmark to meet and they meet it, they could do it, quote, without having to claw somebody else back down. A federal judge in Washington, D.C. ruled that the woman from Hoover who became known in the media as the ISIS bride is not a U.S. citizen, reports AL.com's Anna Bain. Hoda Muthana left Alabama about five years ago to join ISIS. While in Syria, she reportedly tweeted anti-American statements urging jihadists in America to, quote, go on drive-bys and spill all of their blood. Muthana comes from a Muslim family that does not espouse extreme views, but she apparently was radicalized as a young person online. Also in Syria, she had multiple marriages. Two of her husbands had died. And now she has a two-year-old son and has said she made a big mistake and wants to come home. Federal Judge Reggie Walton ruled this week that Muthana's father, back when she was born, still had diplomatic immunity, meaning she didn't become a U.S. citizen just by being born here. Now, the judge also ruled that Muthana's father couldn't send money to his daughter or he'd be guilty of providing material support to terrorists. 
He can, however, send clothes. One of the lawyers representing Muthana said they're not giving up yet, and there are more steps in the legal process. You can't stop that juggernaut Alabama Democratic Party. Well, that's not entirely historically accurate, but it is oddly newsworthy that the party has now started tweeting again, a few days after electing new officers. Twitter's political impact is significant, although that impact could be a little overstated, mostly because while not everybody is on Twitter, everybody in media surely is. So as Alabama's Democratic Party floundered along, losing almost everything that came their way, and having candidates complain of being left to their own devices, one of the measuring sticks among media members became how little the account tweeted, because it takes minimal effort. Yet before this week, the last time the party tried to get its message out on Twitter was May 16th, after the abortion bill was signed. And before that, October 6, 2018, when it did then-gubernatorial candidate Walt Maddox the favor of retweeting him. Twice, actually. Now they've cranked the account back up in hopes that the new National Party-approved Democrats can mount some political pop. That Twitter account is at ALDemocrats. The Alabama Republicans probably aren't impressed. They've been tweeting all along with the handle at ALGOP. You can follow one of those, or both of those, especially if more politics is what your life is missing. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back here on Monday. Have a great weekend. Come by and see us anytime you want to, 24-7 on the internet at al.com. <laughs>